I'm Max, and you're listening to Zetoslapitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you witches and warlocks? I'm Alan. I'm a witch. And I'm Max. And this is Zetoslapitas. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order, and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, it is a monumentous occasion. We have taken our final visit to Halloween Town. We've returned to Halloween Town. We have we have returned nice. We have returned yeah. to Halloween Town for the final time. Maybe maybe not ever though. I read that KJB wants another one. Whoa. Oh. And that in 2017 the director said that she was open to making another one. Now that was many years ago, but <laughs> you know, the portal's not closed forever. The portal may not be closed forever. KJB is married to somebody that was also in this franchise. True. Calabars are I think son. that, you know, at, at, Ryan was just on High School Musical, the musical. Yeah, oh. What else he's got going on? What if, what if, now High School Musical, the musical, right? We have the, the show, the series. Right, that's, sorry, that's yeah. what I, that's what he uh, was just yes. back on, was so, that. So we have precedent that a, precedent? a, that a Disney Channel original movie. Alan, I don't know series. what the presidents have to do with this. Okay. Which president? Uh, Calvin Coolidge. Mm. Good choice. Calvin Coolidge has everything to do with this. Okay. And <laughs> Way to pick yeah. a really good neutral president. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, right. I, I went strong, through a couple and I was like, you know what? Let's just no pick strong it. feelings yeah. either way about Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> or William pretty Taft. Mi- pretty, you old, know? Pretty, pretty middle of the road on that one. Would have been a little bit more on brand say Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. Just well, to be fair. Teddy was busy becoming Especially a because he's canonically a Disney character. <laughs> That's he true. is. He is. That so is true. of the presidents to appear in a decom. Teddy Roosevelt does make the I mean, he does appear in Night at the Museum. Isn't that a Disney property? I don't think so. But no. Maybe. Well, anyway. It might be now because of acquisitions. Uh, well, true. Disney I feel like it was everything. like a fox, maybe. And, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. In any case, this movie, Return to Halloween Town, was released on October 20th of the year 2006. The description of the film is as follows. Marnie and Dylan are going to follow their dreams to go to college at Halloween Town University, which is also known as Witch University. What an important detail to put into the description of this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, they sim- put that? Yep. That's written? That. That's written. While simultaneously not telling me anything about the story. Why not just say Halloween Town? Or why not just say Witch University? I got... Pick one. Or Witch University in Halloween Town. Yeah, which university do you think they should use? Yeah, which university, Alan? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Which president? <laughs> Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> no, Teddy Roosevelt. We've been over this. <laughs> I have to know, though. Did either of you watch this movie as a kid? No. I like to say I'm a kid at heart. Uh-huh. So I watched it uh, for this, and I believe myself to still be a kid at heart. That's so nice. And so, yes. I didn't watch this movie either as a kid. The top song of the time was Sexy Back oh, by Justin yeah. Timberlake. Damn. I'm bringing sexy back. Yep. The mother girl don't know how to act. Yep. <laughs> About the makeup for the things I like. Yep. Just turn around and I'll pick up your slag. Yep. Take it to the bridge. <laughs> Come on, baby. Go ahead, get down with the- Come to the back. VIP. Uh, go ahead, you go with your drinks on me. Go ahead, you. That's let me see that you what you're album slaps. With. It does. It does. 
The top grossing film of the time was The Prestige. Oh, I like that movie. Isn't that a magic movie? It, it is, is a magic movie. Competing one Christian Bale and sure, Batman. Uh, Hugh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Batman Pres- and Wolverine. They're both in the, we are DC Marvel mm-hmm. combined. Crossover. Yeah. Uh, it, it's one of those weird like Ants Bug Life situations too because that movie came out same time as The Illusionist. Yes. With Edward Norton. Oh. Yes. Uh, the Hulk. Everybody. Everybody. You know, every, all mm-hmm. the superheroes are in it. Yes. Weirdly not Doctor Strange. I was going to say, wait, so is Doctor Strange? Yeah, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch should have been involved in this in yeah, some way, shape, or form. We're not. Now, this the Prestige actually unseated The Departed as the number <gasps> the one. Oh, wow. The Departed. The Departed wow. is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Great movie. Very, very unsettling with Jack Nicholson at times, but great movie. You mean when you see his penis? Yep. <laughs> you know what? Yes. Yeah, that <laughs> there, there is it is. Upsetting. There it is. In other news of the time, in more music news, My Chemical Romance mm-hmm. this I've month heard of them. Yeah. released CR? their third studio album. Give me Black Parade. Titled The Black Parade. Hell yeah. And 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 thus launched a song that our entire generation knows based off of one note. Bing. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I, I can name that tune in one note. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so good. In other news, and this is something that I just thought was interesting. In October of 2006, the United States of America's population officially meets and crests 300 million. That's a few people. That's, that is a, a big number of people. Mm-hmm. All right, so with that, are you ready to dive into... I'm ready to return. Return to Halloween. I'm ready to return to Halloween. You're ready to re-return? Yeah. This is very much a a re-return. This is a re-return. Yeah. We begin this movie. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Can we just talk about why this happened? With Marnie being replaced? With the fucking recast. Yeah, so where's I, KJB? So okay. where, where is KJB? She's available, is what I've read on the internet. She could have done this movie. Uh, based upon a, a bit of digging yeah. that I have I have done, specifically around why, uh-huh. there have been a number of accounts that Disney and KJB's agents or agency were not able to come to a agreeable agreement to have her reprise her role as Marnie. I read that too. And she was also pursuing other work at the time that might have conflicted with filming. Okay, I'm willing to accept that. Here's what I don't, I cannot understand or get on board with. I accept Halloween Town as a good world Mm -hmm. that has been created in the DCOM U. Agreed. I accept that it has a very iconic look, mm-hmm. that it has a lore that mm-hmm. has been built. We've established. Why does it have to be about Marnie? If if you can't get the girl, why does it? Why do we need to recap? Why can't it just be about fucking anybody going to which university? Like it, it just. I'm watching this movie going. Why are we in this situation? This could just be about any person in Halloween Town. Well, they've already written out Sophie. We find that out right off the rip, and it could have been because Dylan also goes. And while I I would posit that Dylan has been one of the suckiest characters in the entire 
Halloween Town franchise up until this point. Give him a redemption film. Make him the main character. If you can't get KJB, he's still a Cromwell. He's a warlock. Maybe he's like, I like I like studying and magic, and I'm gonna go find a spot to do both. I I would rather than recast Sophie because Sophie was 100%. a little kid, oh, so for sure. it's easier to recast Sophie. A hundred percent. I would rather have Sarah Paxton have just been older Sophie. A hundred percent. Which I mean, again, would have been like we we don't need. We can just say like have Marnie and Dylan off screen. Maybe they're off doing successful witch and warlock shit. Like uh, there there's. There's yeah, really skip, no need. Skip to Sophie going to high school or yeah. and like they've already moved on. Mm-hmm. Like or Dylan's big brother coming whatever. I just this decision going in and this I'm I I'm not this is not a spoiler of my feeling on the movie. I'm just flummoxed to use their word. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm flummoxed by this decision. I just I it this has been an icon one of the earliest decoms we did. It's been with us this whole time. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for what years, ten years almost. And what the fuck are we doing? It's so interesting because to your to your sort of chagrin that you're expressing, your frustration you're expressing, the it, it was not well received. This recast, of course, it wasn't. And and like, I, I I do want to give kudos where kudos are due to Kimberly J. Brown for being gracious and being like, you know what, Sarah Paxton took over. Good for her. And she did a great job portraying the character of Marnie, like classy response to that sure, after being yeah. recast. But also like, uh, what? Just yeah, like to your point, Max. Could we? We could have done anybody else. Could have done anything else. You could have written any other story that's still in Halloween Town. It doesn't need to be about Marnie Piper. It could be about fucking anybody, and use this great world. I just, I this is the most mind-boggling decision, especially knowing you got Debbie Reynolds back. I know. Oh my god. I know. For six seconds, but you got Debbie Reynolds back. Now, the start of this film, as the start of the majority of the Halloween Town films that we've had in the later era, so like Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, Halloween Town 3, Halloween Town High, rather, and now Return to Halloween Town, begins with the prophecy. Yeah. And it's always, and this is the thing, I, I worry that they've sort of, they feel, they being the writers, feel they've backed themselves into a corner by being like, every time we've had a prophecy, it's always been about Marnie, we need Marnie to be the person. No. Prophecies give you leeway to include whoever the fuck you want. It doesn't have to be anybody. You just said a Cromwell person. So it could have been the fucking Neville Harry Potter thing where yeah. like it yeah, it says a Cromwell like a Cromwell. Sophie is a perfectly good option. She's right there. The girl to Molly's point was young. Like this is Xenon without Kirsten Storm. I can't. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm just it's just tough. And I'm totally fine with them recasting Nebula. That was okay. Right? Like, did I notice? Sure. But would I have noticed if Xenon wasn't Xenon? Like, mm-hmm. it's just not, like, recast Sophie all you want. Make her the lead. I loved Sophie. Yep. She was and the best Cromwell. Which. By the way, she's a Cromwell. So mm-hmm. you could have done the same story. And it's, and here's the deal. It's not as if Sophie isn't doing shit. Aggie's training her. That's why Aggie's off screen. All, almost all of this movie is because Aggie is training Sophie. I just love that mom is so upset about them going to college and meanwhile sophie is i'm sorry time traveling yes. through different universes and, Literally and went through their galaxy and at she's some like point. fucking 10 like a 12 <laughs> and like mom's utter yes i actually made a note of this mom's utter lack of concern about her youngest daughter fucking time traveling and space traveling with Don't Aggie. go to college, though. 
Nope, no college. No college. Okay, 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 okay. Don't get me started on mom. Start of the mom frustrates the fuck out. We don't I'm need mom at all in this movie. At some point, I'm going to have to talk about mom. I, got, I, have a, I, have a, I have a rant that I wrote in my... <laughs> Listen, let's not, let us not get to a good thing too quickly. <laughs> the movie begins. And we have a, another prophecy about uh, a Krama, which we assume it to be Marnie, having to embrace their gift. And that's what this is. like At a century time, a Krama, which will embrace the gift. Marnie is going to college. She has decided that she wants to go to college in Halloween Town, to Witches University. Mom not happy about it. Mom, can, first can, of all... Can we... Can, I'm sorry. The, <laughs> there's just so much to say before we even start this film. It's so... Uh, I, I it's can, just so much. I cannot believe... That four movies in. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Mom still has a fucking problem with her kids being fucking magic. This has been, we've done this every one of these movies now. Uh-huh. That was the whole plot of the first one is that mom has a secret reason she doesn't like magic uh-huh. and she doesn't want Marnie to do magic. Uh-huh. That's what this movie's about too. Uh, and I cannot like Except now mom is openly doing it. Yes! It's so what? She's, open, only, she's openly doing just, it. Just what the fuck? In front of people. Yeah. In front like, of well, muggles. The, the portal's been open. They, that was the last movie. They they even talk about it. They're like, now the portal's permanently open. But I would just like to read to you. Um I I, I normally would not quote the good book. I mean my notes. But um <laughs> I'm just gonna read this is what I wrote as mom was concerned and distrusting of magic. This is written in all capitals. Why does mom hate magic? I swear to mechanic God, if we don't find out in this recast, rehashed film, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And you know what? I did. You lost your mind? Yeah. Because there is zero resolution. Yeah. In fact, we have a mom Scarlet Witch transformation moment at the later parts of this scene. And I was like, what the fuck? Make up your mind. (laughs) I just cannot believe that four movies later, mom still doesn't want her witch child to be a witch, which we... Which witch? Which, nice. Which, which, That's a good sandwich shop. We shot. have seen for four movies. Like you know, she's a witch. Yeah. Why the fuck would she not go to witch college? Sure. I just I I don't get it. And Marnie, we have this conflict after. Ma- so there is a running bit in this movie, and I'm just going to talk about it here because it starts here, where Mom is consistently looking into pools of liquids because that's how witches communicate via a telephone. Real it's missed f- opportunity for a final joke here. Yeah, yeah, it was massive. In any case, it results in the classic decom of, Mom, I'm an adult now. You can't control me. I'm going to witch university, and you can't stop me from doing it because I got a full ride. You don't even have to pay. And Mom's solution to this, by the way, I want to pause for my solution. The one thing that I was cool is if my university brochures gave me a holographic readout of what the university looked like, that's pretty fucking dope. Marnie doesn't read any of it. She's more of a picture type of person. But in any case, mom's solution to this is to fucking send Dylan, not only to send Dylan, but Dylan has gotten into the university as well, we find out later, and is also now attending. What? Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't like that Marnie's going at all. And so what's better than one kid going? Both of them. Especially one's not old enough to go to college yet. Also, I he, guess he's... Well, no, he used his powers to speed read Molly. I we guess find he's that so out later. smart he got it she's, early. She's forcing Dylan to go to a college he doesn't want to go to? Yeah. To look after a sister that he doesn't want to look after. And who is older than him. Correct. Not in real life, though. Dylan's older than Sarah Paxton. Yeah, I sure. looked it up. By the I way, was like, that guy's got a five o'clock shadow. My man's voice has dropped. Yes. No, my, my man is a grown man. Also, he's man. got frosted tips. 
He's a grown ass man. <laughs> but he does. Beautiful. He does. Beautiful representation of just like Alan had. Listen, I can't find that picture, but I swear if I ever find it, it's going to be posted somewhere. I just think that was such a fucked up choice of mom of like. Oh, it's wild. Like you d- are going to college somewhere I don't approve of. So I'm going to send your little brother who's not old enough to go to college to look after you. Yes. Mm-hmm. That what that's, a logical. That's I think crazy. that's reasonable. That's a reasonable solution. That's yep. Crazy. Also, another just fucking bananas thing about which university, which again, the university has a uh, canonically magical creature, magical being in the name, which university, but magic has been disallowed from use at all. Be yep. like Hogwarts and they're like, but you can't do magic. You can't yep. cast the spells, dog. And we find out later, not much later, but a little bit later that this is to provide academic parody. Because you know what, Marnie? It's your fault that we have this rule in place. God, the, the logic circles. It's your circles. fault that our schools are not segregated. Yes. Yep. yes. Yep. It's your fault yep. that all of these people in Halloween Town have access to education. Yeah, uh, literally. It, Fuck you, Marnie. I, that is the underlying message. And I went, what? <laughs> what? Because they're like, Marnie, because you opened the portal and kept it open, now Halloween Town students are going to uh, the Earth or your plane's earth's schools and we didn't have enough students for which university so we had to accept the riffraff we had to and because accept- we accepted the riffraff we can't do magic anymore because it has to be fair Here's guys the- i'm just gonna say out loud the themes of this movie on the shelf next to the amount of times they say slaves dude it's not good makes me uncomfortable i'm just gonna say it. Yeah, like man. they oh boy like it is it's rough I, I mean, listen, it's, I mean, we're on the side of good, I guess, but just, it's just wildly insensitive. Oh boy. I do think, not to derail us too much on this conversation, I feel like that is a word that in 2006 would not have been thought of. As I agree. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Of the times, I think so too. Uh, I, watching it the first time, what'd she say? She describes, Marnie describes the sinister sisters as style slaves Mm -hmm. and in that moment i was like "Ooh, like just even in it's weird like it kind of hit weird and then the real context of the film came in and they started and i was like okay never mind it's not like that's a weird thing in the back of my head like no it's just they're just using that's that's over okay got it like like, we filmed a video about titanic today uh and there and i was like quoting titanic a lot yeah and i was like getting ready to do a rose do a quote and i was and she says like to everyone else it was this beautiful shit but to me it was a slave ship bringing me back in chains and i was like i don't think i'm gonna say that one yeah. because that like hits my ear weird yeah which like i just think it's one of those words that no i agree. Yeah, it's weird i totally agree that in 2006 nobody even perks an ear yeah. like but today yeah with the thing i was like man this is yeah wild for a decom oh uh, for sure also you mentioned them max and i want to make sure we, we we acknowledge them a little bit more overtly the sinister sisters talk about a fucking naming convention that hits the nail right on the goddamn head that's, because there are villains because of because of mr sinister who is daddy this sinister. Da- oh, da- da- daddy sinister daddy again don't like that really we should stop nope just for the he's not he's not a zombie but the thing is this the naming of them is the perfect uh symbol of this movie of tell don't show this whole movie is like marty or her mom talking 
out loud their feelings instead of just showing us. So the fact that they're literally naming the bad guys sinister is like, yeah, that fits. It was wild because as they're introducing these characters, they show Daddy Sinister and his costuming, which I'll come back to costuming in a minute. His costuming, <laughs> his like desk setup, he has a literal flames behind him and he does an evil laugh and his name is Daddy Sinister. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be wild if he was the bad guy? Because it's like so on the nose. It's like cartoon it's like, villain. It's cartoonish to the point where I was like, okay, well, the turn is going to be that he's good because it would be, it, it would be ridiculous for him to be the bad guy right like no, it's no, yeah. so cartoonish that it would be absurd that they would make him that like obviously this would be a turn no he's just the bad guy and i was like really that guy huh okay like yes they, there is nothing hidden in this movie no there's nothing to discover about this no because the other he's teamed up with Good, Dr. Goodwin. Dr. Yes. Goodwin, who the I met. Chancellor, right? Chancellor Goodwin, who's like the principal of the school, who I met and thought, well, you're evil. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah. Got it. You're, oh, you, you're evil. Also, like Dr. Ichabod Grog, you met him, you're like, oh, another evil guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't you mean Dr. G or G Dog? G Unit? G Unit. But yeah, you meet all these people and you go, well, I bet they're villains. Yeah. And then they all are. And you know then what? they just are. Yeah. On the nose. And then you meet the one like nice comfy wizard, uh, witch who's like she's not cozy and you're like, oh, you're nice, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm just good. Yeah, all, like, it, literally, I was like, oh, you're the Agatha Cromwell stand-in. I get it. Can we talk totally. about grandma speaking of? Aggie, like they paid her for like six scenes. You know what I thought when she, Alan, to, we're all over the place, but Alan, to come back to your mom just talks to water. When she appears in the pot of soup, I thought, oh, it's the nebula on the phone. Like, yeah, like they just got her to like record something in some closed studio and she's never appearing in person. And then she did. She actually like we she got in the dorm full body once for once. I was, I was surprised to actually see her in full body because I thought, oh, we're pulling a Raven Simone. Yeah. Like video call thing but, here. But it's like they got her back, but they didn't really get her back. Yeah. So they got her for a day instead of using her more efficiently which i think they could have done i think they could have peppered her in on the phone more throughout the movie instead of doing that they have her come a bunch of times in the beginning each time to establish that she doesn't have a good phone connection like she's at the beginning she's like oh i'm in the soup i'm breaking up because sophie and i are on the fucking moon or whatever yeah and then she comes to see you really can't call me. Yeah. I promise. I'm very busy and I don't have service. And Believe then, me. And then she comes to see Marnie in college and she's like, oh, I'm glad you got this dorm room. By the way, I'm gonna, I would reveal a big secret <laughs> to you, but I have no service. Don't call me again. It's, and it's, it's like, so, she's like, she's like, Marnie, I really should have told you this very important detail. Marnie's like, uh, tell me right now. She's like, no, I can't. <laughs> she's like, no, I have she has I, enough time. To waltz around I've had, her old room. I've had perfect service for three minutes, but I used that to no, look at your I dorm can't room. Do it. Also, like at the very least, if she shows the fuck up, there's no harm, no harm at all in a throwaway line to be like, "Oh, my room hasn't changed," because we get that reveal later. Yeah, why did she say, "Oh, she, oh, it's I'm glad you got this room." Like, yeah, right. She acknowledges the room. She's gonna be like, "Oh, in the same line, this is my old room." Anyway, 
Marnie tries to do magic. Dr. Ichabod Grog is like, no, fuck you. You can't do magic because you, you, you reason can't do magic. Bad, Marnie, bad. Here's the thing about the whole no magic rule in school. No, I, this is, a, this is a major plot point. Like we said, there's no magic in the school because it's not fair because the other creatures can't do uh-huh. witch magic. Uh-huh. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? If you're going to college, I understand making a rule that you can't have magic do your homework. That feels like cheating, maybe. If if it's like, I don't know. Unless it's like magic class. I I get that. But are they not in which university to study magic? Yeah. Like, the witches are majoring in being witches. The, like... Genies are majoring in being... They're not taking the same fucking classes. This is like, you know... All I saw them use magic for was basically like if somebody broke an arm and had somebody have to write their notes for me, it was basically that. What difference is it? Or like she wanted I'm going to orate it. You write it. She, yeah. she wanted magic to carry her suitcases for her. Like who fucking cares? It's just chat GPT. <laughs> ChatGPT can't carry my suitcase. That's true, but it can write all your papers. That's true, but I'm just—they're not going to be good, but it can do it. But I'm just like, (laughs) it will be suspect grammar. But like, translate that to a a Muggle university where it's like, because we decided to diversify, we're no longer going to allow any science (laughs) at our school, and the pre-med students are like, "What the fuck?" And they're like, "No, no, we had to let art majors in." That's right. So. Because they can't do science, you can't do science. Yeah. And the pre-med majors are like, but I'm pre-med. What the fuck does that have to do with the art students? And they're like, nope, you get it. And they don't. Like, who cares if the witches who are training to be witches do fucking magic? Well, th- he, this is, okay, there is an important plot point that they add here. And I'm, she says it in the same, like, Marnie's like, what, what's the deal with the no magic thing? And the students explain the like parody, right? But Dr. Goodwin says, well, it's because any magic that's been done on midnight at Halloween becomes permanent. And there was a bad, like that was fine until it wasn't. Like somebody, all the freshmen got turned into teacups or like there was some bad thing and now magic. And that's a that's a wild thing to say. But number two, what an unbelievably irresponsible enchantment to have on your school. Oh, the, the rules of magic like in Halloween Town. I'm sorry. Spells that transform people into objects or any other spell become permanent on Halloween. And this is an enchantment that's been put on a school for inexperienced students that are learning how to do magic. That could lead to major repercussions like ruining a life. That's almost as irresponsible as having a 17-year-old make a decision that will financially ruin them for the rest of their life. Almost. It's almost, not almost. It's not quite, but like almost as irresponsible as having a 17-year-old make like a $100,000 decision, for instance. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, they're but, just going to change their mind about in five years. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yep. you know what? I bet that 17-year-old also opened a credit card to get a free sandwich. <laughs> And was that a bad idea? You know. <laughs> you tell me what sandwich they got. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is a real story. Not about me. Did you never see people like they used to? Te- they used to warn us in chapter because like credit card companies and like loan companies would come 
and they would have to college they would have tables and they'd be like do you want to get a visa you can and we'll give you this coupon for like chick-fil-a and people would be like yeah and it's like no 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 no, 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 no." like you just like like, don't fill out a bunch of credit card applications to get fucking chick guys i have these eight coupons for different sandwiches and also credit cards from every major but i think it's so funny i've also never experienced it either so somebody knows what that is that is that that feels like a clemson thing no they're like like, all these clemson because they just take credit cards they love (laughs) chick-fil-a fucking love Chick-fil-A. They you want will. those two pickles on, <laughs> on fried chicken sandwich real bad. They're the one school that thinks that the pickles were a good idea. I do like the pickle. <laughs> As if to prove. Listen, listen. I'm not going to get a credit. What makes that a southern sandwich? Why is it that when other McDonald's is like, we got southern fried chicken sandwich, fuck, there's pickles on it. Why does that make it southern? I, I, <laughs> it can't it was it was prepared near buttermilk. God. Clint's <sighs> 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 is just barely in the south. <laughs> How dare you? Oh. Okay, so we've established the rules of magic are absolutely wild and oftentimes irresponsible and causing irreparable damage. Yeah. So Marnie and Dylan, young uh, witches and warlocks, are there, you know, figuring out their place in this world. Their main antagonists are the Sinister Sisters, of which Dylan is horny for. And so, but everybody's horny for the Sinister Sisters because even though magic is outlawed at school, all the frat bros will like do magic when the teachers aren't looking to give the sinister sisters stuff. Yes, that's the second rule of the school. It, you can do magic so long as you don't get caught. It's like the unofficial rule. Um, now, while this is happening, we continue to have cutaways to mom, who is again articulating her thoughts out loud, and she gets herself a job because she needs to fill the void in her life left by not having her children there because of a decision that she fucking made, which was sending Dylan away to a place. Again, to reiterate, he doesn't want to be. So she just becomes a she real becomes estate. Becomes a real estate agent. Unreal reality. <laughs> and we, again, we don't need to keep doing this thing with mom because I think her cutaways are absolutely fucking useless. But she, the only thing I want to say is, she consistently performs big fucking magic in front of people while also she changed doing, the whole house she added a room she also like those at least the people were kind of not looking in the grocery store she forgets her groceries and the cashier's like ma'am you forgot this no. and she just has them fly to her mm-hmm. in in a busy supermarket yo jerry just wanted to bag jerry did, did jerry, though, jerry was like, like meltdown on aisle three that's what he said yeah jerry and i think he was talking about himself because he just saw something levitate across the room i i just couldn't with every time it cut away to mom for her to say out loud something like i'm not I don't miss my kids. I just need to get a job or I hope everything's okay. There is a secret that shut the fuck up, mom. Like Marnie did it too the whole time. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, this just reading of the plot is so unbearable. Also, every time we see mom call to your point, Alan, it's from a different body of water, toilet, sink, bird bath, 
bird, bird bath. Bird bath. Like <laughs> what the? What? Then, they really are like. And then the hilarious joke is that she's talking to that body of water. Marty hangs up, and then she's still talking to the body of water, and the muggles see her, and then she has to be like bye i love you and then she's like oh i'm i'm, I'm into the bird i like the plot this plumbing's great and it's like oh this joke's four times cool it's yep. a good joke it's a good joke it's a good one now <laughs> it's a great we're joke. glad yeah. we're, we're glad uh, it's in the movie yeah, I'm, if, every I'm, time, four times. <laughs> <laughs> they did one for each movie yeah, yeah, we had to. That's what now, that was the decision. Now, which the movie head? is represented by the toilet or the or the bird? This one's the this toilet. This one's the toilet. Um, why? Where did the headphones go? Like, what? Why? Why <laughs> are we using this weird water? Where did the skulls go that they spoke the to? Like, those are the those have witch's glass. Exactly. Can she call from her watch? Those are the headphones. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, head the headphones. Yeah. Where are the? Yeah, wait. Okay. We got a call from the soup pot. <laughs> so yeah, we got a we got a call from the can from the commode. Okay, Ethan's also back. Ryan from Ryan Evans. Ethan's he had a glow back. Up. He did have it. Well, he was just an ice musical one. So Ryan Evans is back this time, starring as Ethan. Ethan is there to be the romantic interest of Marnie. We also meet another character, the resident advisor, also known as plot device, who is a genie. Yeah. Who would go on to be in The Magicians, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, she's had some magic. Um, Interesting. Is that her thing? Yeah, well, I mean, she just was also in that show, so I guess she has a trend of yeah. magic stuff. Uh, and after we meet these characters, we also go to... Okay, we can skip Dr. Ichabod Grog's class where we have the writing. But the, all that is, is meant to do is, like, we have the Sinister Sisters still using magic, and Marnie's upset about the injustice of them using magic and not getting caught, and her... Well, and Sister Sister's fucking with Marley, Marnie uh -huh. because she hexes Marnie's paper. You know, is there writing on it? Is there not? Did Marnie hex the paper? Did, you know, so that it's not it's not just like she's getting away with it, but also she's now fucking with Marnie. Mm -hmm. All of this is set up to God. This is so I just I literally face palmed. This is set up to where we say, hey, which university is built on? The what remains of the Cromwell Castle. Yeah. And we're going to now have a class called Manual Labor and Archaeology, where we are going to send you, college students, down into a pit of despair. This feels really unsafe. And if only they could use magic. <laughs> we're going to have you excavate some shit that... So you're a sinister sister. <laughs> I, would, I think I would be. And the fir first time a sinister sister magics out a skull... <laughs> Yeah, disturbing. Who's whose grandfather is that? Like, <laughs> we'll never know. Marnie should have a bigger reaction. Yeah, she should like, be like my cousin. Lucifer, <laughs> <laughs> no. Grandpa Dottie, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, but then after the after the skull is delivered to a very enthusiastic Doctor Ichabod Grog, the school shakes and shudders as a box labeled S. Cromwell levitates with beautiful graphics outside of this hole in the ground and lands into Marnie's arms. And the reaction from Dr. Ichabod Grog yeah. was was one of a child at Christmas. Out of character? Very much out of character. He, up to this point, through his class, he's been very, like, almost, I, I'm going to say kind of vampire-esque, mm -hmm. right? He's very... Haughty. Kind of tall, 
and lanky and he's got um very nice clothing on and and he sort of speaks in a foreboding way and yeah very haughty and now this box comes out and he goes Gadzooks and then runs over and says where's the key and I went oh you're just a fucking nerd like I understand you now like you love archaeology (laughs) you you are a fucking nerd for archaeology and And like by the way total I, I get it right like I you know, as a fucking, you know, I respect, but I understand you as a character now. You're just a fucking nerd. And also excited for your evil doings with the box. Yes. You might as well just like insert maniacal laugh here. The like Gadzooks? Dude, the Gadzooks. 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 What a, what a word to write for that guy. Now, this is when we, we have Marnie continually being called to the chancellor's office Uh now these calls always come at a very inconvenient moment it is always when ethan and marnie are attempting to further their intimate relationship Mm. and just as ethan is making progress what a fucking alarm the castle rumbles (laughs) and the chancellor's like marnie cromwell please come to the chancellor's office which is just a very disturbing way to summon someone supposed to be is that supposed to be i mean i know it's an intercom but like am i to believe that that's a like a giant that is that is projecting his voice and it shakes or is it a a magical projection of her voice through the castle at a level to, like what, what is that what's happening what do you think i sort of envision her looking at a, a, a uh, an admin right let's just say the admin is maybe an ogre and she's like ogre zap your voice box kind of a combination of both right ogre zap your voice box now the entire world is going to this this castle is going to hear you kind of like a sonorous spell from mm-hmm. harry potter uh and the Goblet I, of I like to think of the ogre with like the pa system mm-hmm. bing bong like a button like yeah like the the morning announcements yeah 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another bright and shiny day at Witch University. Marnie Cromwell, please come to the Chancellor's office. Yeah. Yeah. This, yes. This movie uh-huh. has a lot of potential in places, and mm. then it just fucking sucks. Mm. For example, they meet this one kid that is kind of a recurring character, and he's like... The drooly troll. Always, like, congested. Yo, drooly boy, and the drool that's in, that they put in his mouth that he has to spit out, it's, very gross. He's gross. And the the sinister sisters are mean to him because, of course, they are. And Marnie and her genie friend um, help him up. He, like, trips trying to talk to them. They help him up. And they're like, oh, sorry, they were being mean to you. And he's like, oh, no, they weren't being mean to me. She can just never remember my name. And I thought, oh, they're going to make a joke because he's going to be like... Steve. It's Bob. Yeah. Kyle. But then he's like, my name is... <laughs> he just makes Tasmanian devil noises yeah. and like snot noises, and I'm like, well, yeah, she she can't remember. That. <laughs> like I'm like, that's you're not doing a very good job furthering her as a villain because no one could remember that. And also, like, there's an obvious joke here of like she just can't remember my name. It's Steve, or yeah. she can't pronounce my name. It's Steve, and I just feel like that encapsulates this whole movie where it's like it's. It could be cool because it's set at Magic University and it's in a universe we all like, but it's not. Let me tell you, I, okay, I'm going to give the movie the the props I think all Halloween Town movies should get, mm-hmm. which is that I, I fucking love this universe. Oh, yeah. I Halloween just think Town. it's so, uh, like, 
iconic. Like you, you can watch this and you just know it's Halloween town. And you know how I think that really comes to life is in the costuming and audio listener. Love you so much. I'm going to share some photos with Molly now and you're just going to have to get some audio reactions. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Because, you know, I really think that the costuming of the characters in the background bring this world to life. Oh, God. And I'd like to share with you Exhibit A, girl with green tinted makeup and a plush spider on her head. Oh, I saw her. I like her. <laughs> Is she meant to be a bumblebee? <laughs> Who knows? Um, or, or Exhibit B, girl with red painted face. What? She's wearing a train conductor outfit. Um, I'm so perplexed. Or this is my favorite. The only guy dressed up as a monster in a crowd full of humans. <laughs> so, so there and, was a budget for costuming. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? And finally, the Pumpkin most head? 2006. I don't have a photo for this. Polo with white long sleeve t-shirt under uh-huh. it, oh, which is God. the most 2006 yes. for you. But I just, you know, the thing that about these movies is always that like, there are a couple characters they've clearly outfitted with costumes. And then there are other characters that they're like, put this mask on and then just be a person. Otherwise <laughs> they, they go to a party city and they're yeah. like, you're so they're like, you can have human arms. But like this disgusting mess. But you are they green. clear out a spirit <laughs> Oh my god! Now I do want to give some other props. Uh-huh. You said costuming. Yeah. I want to give some props to Ethan's Riz. Oh, okay. So we are at the and specifically one scene. We are at the laundry room, uh-huh. a, a known sexy location. Yeah, another place to call. Mm-hmm. And I did my laundry on Wednesday, so I thought you would do your laundry on Wednesday. So fucking what stupid. The fuck. So. Marnie's doing her laundry, gets off the gets off the uh, washing machine with her mom, and Ethan comes in. He's like, "Hey, how about we zap this laundry clean, then go get some coffee?" And I was like, mm. <laughs> "Nicely done." And, <laughs> and Marnie's like, "This is another interruption from the chancellor." But I just thought Marnie's response of like what was intended to be, um, I believe, as written, it was supposed to be like. A funny bit of flirting and i read it as like her just shutting him down which is like nope i'm gonna do it the old-fashioned way also i'm surprised that you a boy would clean his laundry and that was and ethan replies as if she's flirting and i was like no that nah that, i don't read it that way she's just she's being like i mean i'm uninterested please stop get away from me so pouring one up for ethan's, ethan's riz um the chancellor Wants Marnie to open the box. Because she's bad and she's working with Daddy Sinister. True. Correct. And we don't know what's in the box. What's we, in the what's box? In the box? What's, in the box? what's in the box? But we know it's the key to the bad stuff. The gift. We, the, yes, the, the gift. The gift. We, we know it's power, question mark. Like I said the gift and you best back well, off the attitude, mister. Besides, this guy over here thinks I'm the gift. Don't you, sweetie? What's your name? And this has been Festival of the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, if but you like the you show. Didn't, you didn't know you'd be getting that here. No, uh, no. What's your name? <laughs> my name's Max. Well, I think that's Swahili for it's my lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Nice. <laughs> so I think they actually cut that line. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure that's the line that they cut. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. So we have Marnie attempt a couple of spells to open the box. I yeah, Okay. Another fun little like nod here. To give the movie its flowers, mm-hmm. 
she goes through a bunch of other uh, iconic uh -huh. ways to do magic. She, I dream a genie. She does the the nose wiggle from Bewitched. She does the nod for my dream a genie. I, I like that. I that was, was like, oh, this is cute. That was that was neat. None of them work. Uh, so she must figure out who to go to for advice and assistance, and who better to go to than her uh, literature, I suppose, professor, than Miss Periwinkle. I mean, the question is, who better to go to than your grandma? But when your grandma's unavailable, go to your grandma. She doesn't have service. <laughs> yeah. So when she's unavailable, go to your grandma off wish. Yeah. Because that is what. We have grandma at home. We have, yeah. We don't. We can't stop for grandma kids. We got grandma at home and she's from Sheehan. Like yeah. uh, this is the, this is knockoff Aggie Cromwell. Mm -hmm. I, to the point where when they, before they showed her face and she's bumbling around in the classroom, I thought it was going to be Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. I thought it was going to be one of those bits where Debbie Reynolds plays two parts and she's just like, wow, you look a lot like my grandma, but it's like a funny bit because it's mm. not actually her grandma. No, it's just, no. Nope. Uh, that now, now I have a question. Not to spoil the end of this movie, but did they recast KJB and... Debbie Reynolds in this movie <laughs> with the same fucking actress? Dude. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Sarah Paxton. They yes. recast both of those characters yes, in the same movie yes, with the same actress. Sarah Paxton <laughs> is getting work with the My Disney blonde. channel. She better, hey, listen, Damn. I only hope that her agent has secured payment for her playing for two, two roles. For two roles. Play two roles. Okay. Periwinkle is like, hey, I know S. Cromwell. That is Splendora Cromwell. We, I was friends with her, but I can't tell you anything more. Knowing glances, knowing glances. Now this sets uh, this sets Marnie on a mission. What's happening? Okay. Also, just a quick thing uh, in this that I just thought was sort of fun. There's a Star Wars reference in this scene where she says like that's oh, yeah. a name i haven't heard and you know and it's an obi-wan reference and then earlier in this movie there's a spider-man Spider -Man reference. reference and they say star wars and spider-man out loud and i was like how weird that disney would go on to own those in the next <laughs> 10 years so like they they quote like by name mention a marvel character and say star wars and then disney would go on to buy both of them, but they didn't have them yet just hmm. sort of fun Maybe this movie predicted everything. Oh. Oh, wow. This is the Simpsons of DCOMs. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Who would know that Return to Halloween Town was the DCOM Nostradamus? Well, there was also a Star Trek reference uh, a little bit later in this, too. So maybe Star Wars and Star Trek will be, reun will be united eventually. Mm -hmm. Marnie and Dylan try to find out what's in the box. What's in the box? Dylan speed reads. Do we find out that Dylan has been using his magic for speed reading so that he might be more educated and get his assignments done faster which like what a fucking nerdy thing to do in that way like just and listen yeah, li i'm all for it but like dude you can't the reason i'm i'm upset at him he's like he's been so vocally against magic and we find out he's been using it all this time for something that interests him which is like bro you should have just embraced it you could have maybe you could have done more things than just speed read here's the thing about speed the speed reading is that he's like yeah I've been keeping it a secret and you guys have never noticed that I've done it before. And then I watched him speed read and I thought, how has no one noticed it? <laughs> it's not subtle. It's, it's quite dramatic. It is. I liked the graphics though, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it was it was a great little montage. I like there. when words went into Marnie. Yeah. 
I just liked the words floating and them going into Dylan and like mm-hmm. all the bo- like I was like oh this is not how I would have chosen to display speed reading but I'm not fast pages I'm not upset that this is how it's happening yeah, yeah. Dylan thinks that Marnie shouldn't open the box there's a power in there that they, they should not access Marnie is like you know what maybe maybe you're correct I'm not gonna open the box and we have just enough time for a what feels like a very harsh jump cut after sort of like shushing mom on the phone again for us to meet Ethan because it is time for a date. Well, first, first, we have to find out that Dylan has a like a shaming kink. Oh, my because God, they does. run into the Scarlet <laughs> oh Sisters yes. and, and the Sinister Sisters Sinister, yeah. and uh, they're like mean to Dylan and he is. He's here for it. Into it. My man loves it. And hey, he, hey, good for him. Not here to yuck any yums, man. Yeah. No, if that's your thing. We're going to see it again in a little bit, but I was like... Oh, we get a lot of his They're being really mean to him, and Marnie's like, be nice to him. And he's like, no, it's fine. No, I like it. Like, no. like, I'm time to turn on. <laughs> Six I was like, all right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Don't, don't shoot me from the waist up. Man. Hey, man. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, my man. And if that, hey, again, not here to yuck any yums. Good for you, Dylan. Yeah. But we have next up a date between Ethan and Marnie. And boy, am I just so excited to talk about where they go right after this. Welcome back, folks. Now about the date. The, the date made me realize some things. Because they fly, on the, fly to get on the date on, on a really fancy broom. That was gifted to Ethan by his dad before his dad went to prison for trying to take over the world. Yep. And they listen to Jesse McCartney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you knew the on, lyrics. On the broom, Baby, on the broom radio. Take me on a radio. journey. Mm. I've been thinking lately. I could use a little time alone with you. Nice. That's the song. Anyway, so they take the broom and they leave school to go on the date to like a coffee or dessert shop or something. Well, not before flying over Hogwarts. I mean, which university? And it got me thinking. They can't do magic at school. But they're still in Halloween Town. Why the fuck don't they just leave ever? This is the first time they leave. And this whole time they're like, I wish we could figure out the mystery of what's in this box, but we can't do any magic at school. Just leave school. Go to your grandma's house that most likely has some information on this ancient family curse and do magic there. Molly? Yeah. That. (laughs) Yeah is too smart <laughs> like yeah, that is a that is a great idea therefore unwelcome oh you've been thinking of some things i've been thinking there. of some things think and I, things. the thing is i hadn't been thinking of some things uh-huh. until they leave campus and i thought oh yeah they could just yeah. leave as soon yeah as soon as they uh as soon as they take that step you're like oh they could have always done it it, it does sort of break the like facade mm-hmm. yeah because like you know i'm kind of in this world of like oh it's hogwarts where it's kind of like by itself and yeah, there's not yeah, a lot yeah. going on but it's like no they're just in a city like they're they might as you know it's like how ucf is in orlando just yeah. if you don't like the rules at ucf just you know go outside like <laughs> <laughs> it's wild go to <laughs> just go to to wintermere yeah, like, like just yep. go, get go to i drive and see yeah. what happens like i don't and it just was like, yeah, you're trying to figure out an ancient family mystery. I bet there's somewhere you can go with some answers. Mm-hmm. But instead, we go to an ice cream parlor 
and we get to watch Dylan engage in his kink yet again because the Scarlet Sisters, I'm sorry, the Sinister Sisters show up and they are really laying it on thick with Dylan. And by laying it on thick, I mean literally giving him piles and piles and piles of homework. And that man is loving it. He loves it. He yes. even, to like Marnie goes and confronts him and he's like calls her mom. He's like, mom, you're acting like mom right now. Let me do my thing. Mommy. I want to do this. I think he said mommy. I think that's probably what he was calling the Sinister Sisters. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Fun fact, the two are actually twins. I looked. Oh, up. really? There's oh, like, because there's Scarlet, who's like the main one. Yeah. And then there's the other two. And we haven't mentioned this, but like the whole time there are like cutaways to like secret bad guy meetings yeah. and secret bad guy meetings are hosted by daddy sinister D- g unit professor doctor doctor goodwin chancellor evil woman yeah. and like professor henchman and yeah. like the sisters yeah and then the girls just like barge and be like daddy they're like daddy money, you open the box daddy yeah and i just think that i do enjoy all the sinister sisters because you know how i like a mean girl trope but i think scarlet really is the best of the sinister sisters and so it begins and she was played by Christy Wu. There we go. Christy Wu, yes. Who we all might remember as a mousy girl in Freaks and Geeks. Ah. I do remember her as mousy girl. Yeah, short-lived show starring Jason Segal, who played Nick. That's great. He also played Sydney in I Love You, Man. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Mm-hmm. His younger brother, Robbie, is played by Andy Samberg, who I most know as Jake Peralta in the great TV show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And in... Brooklyn Nine-Nine, our legendary, amazing, incredible Captain, Captain Holt, was played by Andre Botter, who actually unfortunately passed away today. Made me really sad. That one hurts. Uh, He played Castile in City of Angels, which stars Nicolas Cage as Seth. But you guys might remember Nicolas Cage from all those times he tried to steal the Declaration of Independence. Oh, he successfully stole it. He's uh, Ben Gates, and he is, you know, a national treasure. And what would National Treasure be without a prop maker foreman to make things like the Declaration of Independence? And that prop master foreman was Richard E. Birch, mm-hmm. who also was a construction foreman, a 1998 hit cinematic masterpiece, Armageddon. And he might have worked closely with the lead man, Mike Heigel Meyer. And I looked it up. A lead man is usually like something in props it's like another position of, of someone in props not to be confused with a lead person which is what mike is credited on in almost famous almost famous stars kate hudson as playing penny lane but she also most re- more recently played birdie J in glass onion which mm-hmm. is a great show as great. we all know in glass onion you had uh leslie odom jr playing lionel toussaint but I think we probably all know Leslie Odom Jr. the most as being Aaron Burr, sir, in the original cast of Hamilton. 100%. Also in that original cast, playing a probably the most notable of the ensemble dancers, a.k.a. the Bullet, Ariana DeBose. We are in her renaissance right now. She is on top. She recently voiced the latest Disney princess, Asha, in the film Wish, uh, where you also had a... Uh, a talented a man of many talents play the mountain climber slash a tall man tourist slash guard number one and that was uh i, I apologize for my pronunciation 
Keach is how I'm going to pronounce it. Okay. Young, last name, last name Young. And in this film, he plays Daddy Sinister. Oh. How nice. Yep. You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. So after our date, after watching Dylan once again engage in his kink, Marnie and Ethan decide to head back to the university and they have a bit of a broom malfunction. It falls to the ground, them with it, and becomes a snake. A beautifully animated snake, I might say, mm-hmm. that lunges at the, the duo in an effort to, I don't know, bite them or, or what have you, before slinking off and disappearing into a black mist. And again, Captain Riz comes back to play here, and Ethan's like, you know what? I love a long romantic walk at night back to the dorms after a near-death experience. And I was like, bro, just... D- With a beautiful girl. Just do like some more magic. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out later that he he can't do magic anymore. She could. True. True. She could. What we learn in this moment are more of the fucking insane rules about magic in the school. Didn't they used to rhyme? Yes. They would cast spells. Correct. That was like the whole bit. And now they just. They just snap. Don't. Yep. Okay. What we've also learned is that witches can't fully control people. Mm-hmm. But they can amplify desires. Which does just confirm that Dylan has a shame kink. Yeah, and they're just being amplified by the Sinister yeah. that is the That is the B-plot of this movie, is yeah. Dylan's shame kink. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm, I'm with you guys. The amount of times that the rules of magic change in this universe mm-hmm. is exhausting. It's like, maddening. It'd be like if in the first three Harry Potters, you're not allowed to make food appear out of thin air because that is against the elemental laws of magic and then in book four they just are like no no you can't if it's biscuits and it's like what What? the fuck and that is what this movie feels like it's like every time there's a problem there's this like oh convenient magic reason that that's a problem and we can't just solve it but it's a completely new magic rule that hasn't existed for four movies you remember trappa yeah. Yeah. Tra- yes. <laughs> Fucking tra- one word. One word. Fuck the entire the whole, Halloween town. The whole problem of well, the spell will become permanent. Didn't we do that already? Didn't I, we? Yes. Didn't we do the? We need to reverse the spell plot. Isn't that the plot of all of them though? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, but like we she, we figured it out, right? Yeah. Like, Trappa. Marty should know. My, well, she's different now. That's right. <laughs> KJB. All know. of this all of KJB's Marnie. Yeah. Didn't she? Didn't she's got that she shit on transfer yeah. the notes. This is the like, invasion of the body snatchers yeah. prequel. Sarah Paxton Marnie doesn't remember anything yeah. from the first three. Sarah oh, yeah. Paxton Marnie wasn't even. She was never in a book. No, you know? no, never. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't vaguely in a book. Yeah. Well, that, that's you. It's not. It's nope, not, not, her. not her. Sarah Paxson was in Hounded, not in Halloween Town <laughs> 1, 2, and 3. Well, you know, that's a film she was in. Good for her. At this point, the movie has recognized that, boy, we've got to move this fucking plot forward. Uh-huh. So they take Marnie, so the villains, take known as Dominion, take Marnie into a, a room and they're like, hey, here's the box. Also, here's this prophecy. Get a fucking move on. <laughs> That's effectively like, we need you to fucking move us forward, Marnie. Go and find the key, because that's how this plot continues. We've been bullshitting too long. Let's get a move on. And Marnie's like, dope. Got it. I can do it. 100%. 
goes and then immediately meets with Ethan, who has just bribed gargoyles with hamburgers to <laughs> figure out who's been spying That's, on Marnie. What a random sentence. This is 100% what happened. Like, it's, All it's I was wild. thinking that whole time was like, that burger looks pretty good. Bring it. That's pretty pretty good looking burger. That's a better burger than I on my campus. Damn, which university? And... Ethan is like, hey, Marnie, remember those people you just met with? They're bad guys. My dad was also part of their bad guy boy and girl band. And now he's in jail, but also they're not in jail and they're also bad guys. And Marnie's like, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. That's not true. I'm here to save the world. So she goes and meets with Professor Periwinkle. And Professor Periwinkle is like, ah, yes, Fake now. grandma for the record. Yeah. yeah. Now, she's like, ah, you've realized it's time to move the plot forward. So let's open a time travel portal. Which, uh-huh. uh, it just this is a recurring thing from Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge when Marnie struggled with time travel, even for local time travel. So now we're going to go back 1,000 fucking years. But Benny the Cab's still there, and I did like that. I loved it. Benjamin. Benjamin, Benjamin C. Deadman. Yeah. Benjamin and C. And she's like Deadman. Benny, and he's like, no, but But perhaps. I do like Benny. Yeah. Oh, not, the, I, what do you think I am? A, was a, a cab taxi driver? driver? A taxi driver? Cab driver. She's, like, she's like, not yeah. yet, but you will be. That was a cute the, By the way. I really like this, The actually. time travel implications of her fucking around like this, immense. We she's learned it. If, if we learned anything traveling. about that in Avengers Endgame, immense implications. Yeah, I, I believe in different rules of time travel, which is that the you know the future is the present, and and that not, you know nothing could be without you. Going. So I don't I don't think the implications are that immense personally, but I understand that in the extended Disney and now Marvel universe, maybe. So she goes back in time, takes a trip to Cromwell Castle. Now here's a moment that I just like to pause, dear listener, and I ask you, Molly and Max, did we not hear? the chancellor say we built which university on the grounds where the Cromwell castle stood yes yes okay guess the <laughs> fuck what Cromwell castle is tower. the same goddamn building they built what nothing they, what are they digging for Exactly. I like the idea of this building being on top of, a, <laughs> of an identical building that's under the ground. <laughs> I just am, I am so flummoxed. Yeah, I was like, like that word. As they approached, I was like, this is just which university? They could only afford that graphic one time. That's right. That one graphic. So it. they got to use it over and over. I'm going to tell y'all, as we walk up to see... Uh, what is Cromwell Castle? I thought this movie, it was getting dark. Yeah. And I, <laughs> like, you start hearing, like, whips and chains. And Dude. I was like, oh. Dylan's kink is of, of a lineage. Apparently. We are about to find out that your family was, like, really bad people. Yes. Like, really, really bad people. And the gift is from a really, really bad person that was like, walked like, no, it's not that interesting. Like that, that would have been, I mean, horrible, dark, but a better story, like a better twist. Instead, they're like, no, just the bad people want this. And like the person that you're related to, who's definitely in total control and could change it all is just not doing that. It's, bananas (laughs) bananas <laughs> so we roll up on Cromwell Castle we have at the at the worst serfdom or I'm sorry at the best serfdom yeah. at the worst actual slavery happening yeah. in front of Cromwell Castle 
with the magic users. This is like magic is might. This is that Superman 100% 100 magic is might. And we approach young Periwinkle because, again, we have to. And Marnie's like, hey, I need to find... Uh, we need to find Splendora, and like you mean our princess, and you're like, what? Queen, the f- right? uh, about to be co- crowned as queen, coronated, yeah. And this this leads to shenanigans where we have an unnecessary teleportation of Marnie to the dungeon just to be teleported to Splendora's room, which is also Marnie's dorm room in the future by Periwinkle. Why the fuck didn't Periwinkle just teleport her up to the room anyway? I'll tell you why. We had to have a walking shot of. The same Sarah, Sarah Paxton, Paxton in, a in a blonde, blonde wig. wig walk by Sarah Paxton with her natural hair, and we're just like, "Oh great, we're doing a parent trap." Got it. And and the and when she's in a blonde wig, she can't emote. Yeah, she only will hold a cold, straight face, no matter what is being said. She always looks like it's the most boring line she's ever delivered in her life. That's what happens to blondes. That's why my my face looks like that. I just thought like, why are you emotive as Marnie? Like she has emotion. Yeah. But in this character, they, it's like they told her, all right, you're going to be like a a queen, like your royalty have a, a, like a haughtier air. And she translated that to like, RBF deadpan. Yeah. I will not make any move of my face. Yeah, I'm gonna move my lips yeah. as little as possible. So Marnie is teleported into Splendora's room, and we find out the following things: one, the gift is the power to violate rule. The other rule of witchdom that we've had established, which is witches can't control people. The gift is like, guess what, Cromwell's? We have this amulet that unlocks our ability to control everyone. Dark as fuck. We also learn that. Splendora doesn't want to be controlled by this dominion, this group of seven weird timing, I guess, and and mirror dimensions. And she wants to get rid of the gift, but she doesn't know how to do that. So she just sort of locked herself in the room. We also learn that Splendora is Aggie Cromwell. Yeah. It is Splendora Agatha Cromwell. She hates the name Splendora. She is going to adopt the name Aggie. And then in a very weird twist, we learn that there is a Cromwell that is related to fucking Merlin. He was whose name is Marvin. Marvin. I hate that. I hate that so much. Anyway, they un- we have some Avengers level timey wimey bullshit occur where Aggie's like, I know where I'm going to hide this key where I lock the gift away. I'm going to hide the key by giving it to you to take back to the future with you. And now time will forever loop itself because this is how this works out. Isn't it more interesting if she hides it somewhere in the room and then Marnie goes back and finds it in that place mm-hmm. in the room rather than yes. walking through the portal, holding it like, isn't it like I'm going to put it in this in this little crevice yeah under the floorboard whatever yeah. right like and now marnie because she lives in that room can just go find it like isn't that yeah it's better better also <laughs> just little little side note it's not what my dorm room in college looks like yeah i'm hard same this, this is like a majestic bedroom it's huge it's a queen's Massive. chambers it's yeah. huge and i'm like how big is this castle to house all of these college students if they're all getting their own beautiful room you know i don't think they are i, yeah. I don't a think they're getting campus. a lot of nepotism yeah this is the you think, remember this is the queen's descendant right yeah. here 
That's probably true. This is the prophesied. Or everybody else is smart enough to go off campus to do their magic. A hundred percent. I mean, if I could live off campus and do magic, I yeah, would live like, off campus. Yeah, which one Definitely would I paying pick? the rent for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm magicking the rent for that. You think I'm actually I'm paying? paying the rent to stay on campus? It's so expensive. It's ridiculous. It's double occupancy? Are you kidding me? And, and no like magic. You're already overpaying. Yeah. Anyway, Marnie arrives back and she's been gone for a long time. It is now the day of the Halloween festival, which also happens to be the centennial of. That's a plot point we needed. Yeah, the centennial of Halloween Town's existence. The date of the prophesied one to return and accept the gift. <clears throat> now, Marnie is going to take the gift and not actually use it. But guess what? The chancellor shows up like, and magics the gift away and says, we're going to hold your brother hostage so that you might listen to us. Yeah. And by hold the brother hostage, I mean turn him into a border collie. He's better as a border collie, I'm going to say. <laughs> Not a big Dylan fan, are we? No, I think Dylan's fine, but if I had the chance to hang out with Dylan or a dog, I'm going to pick the dog. Sure. So they want to control Marnie by becoming a fascist dictatorship. Yeah. Where... We have the magic users. Once again, magic is might returning and, and getting rid of all the other monsters of Halloween Town. Now, Marnie is going to go along with this for the sake of her of her brother. She wants to protect him. And she gives uh, this Dominion group a list of demands. Oh, by the way, we should say mom has appeared now. She's here for reasons. And I'll tell you why she's here. She's here to have a third Cromwell and has done a Scarlet Witch transformation. That's she's she's here. Yay, she's here. Marnie's demands are turn my brother back from being a dog and I will use my gift to control Halloween town. Yeah. They transformed Dylan back from a dog. He's, he's now back to Dylan. Molly, I'm so sorry this happened. Yeah. Dog was cool. And Marnie begins systematically controlling Halloween town. Only to outsmart Dominion and have her RA, the genie, magic away the amulet. Put it inside of her lamp, her home abode and grounding place, I imagine, as a genie. And then between Dylan, Mom, and Marnie, the three Cromwells, because we've learned that three Cromwells united to create the One Ring, and it's going to take three to destroy the One Ring. And and two of three are the, are some of the most excited about magic Cromwells. Like, yeah. fuck Sophie and Grandma, am yeah. I right? We're yeah, going to use yeah. these two. Yeah. They destroy the amulet and Agent Periwinkle of the Anti-Dominion League, who has been undercover for 10 centuries. So Agent Periwinkle of the Anti-Dominion League has now appeared to bring the Dominion group into custody. She locks them in a mirror and takes away their powers, because that's a thing that can just be done now. And... Ethan and Marnie, after they're locked away, we've resolved that plot point because we have to resolve everything in five minutes. Ethan and Marnie get back together and Ethan reveals, hey, when my dad had his power stripped away from him, I elected to give up my powers. Why? <laughs> Why, you absolute fucking dipshit, would you do that? I'm a human now. What is that? Dude, it is, I'm all for being noble, but that's fucking dumb. My guy, stupid. I'm sorry. I, I have to jump back for just a second. Just something struck me as funny. Um, one, this isn't it. Why did we have to destroy the lamp when we destroyed the amulet? Dude, I don't because know. Because we we destroyed the poor genie's home. Number <laughs> She's two, homeless now. Number two. Lampless. Number two, when Marnie gets walked out. 
by the the professors. Yo. They're like Marnie or your Marnie, queen. Marnie or regular Marnie. When regular Marnie yeah. gets walked out, she's dressed in her dress. She's got a thing. And the bad people are like, Halloween Town. Because all of Halloween Town is now here. They're having this celebration at Witch Universe, but all of Halloween Town. They're like, Halloween Town, it's your new queen. And everyone cheers. And, then and we- I, I thought, I went back to Monty Python the whole year. I was like, well, I didn't vote for it. Like, how, how the fuck did you become queen? Some watery tart threw an amulet at you? Like, I, like how did you become queen? Like, also, <sighs> since when do they have a monarchy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why, why, I'm sorry. What, our whole political system just changed? Like, it, we're, we're a town. Like, yeah. In, <laughs> this isn't a kingdom. It's in America. Halloween town. <laughs> like, <laughs> They they literally have a they literally have a mayor in the first yeah. one. Like, I mean, my evil as fuck, but it's a mayor. <laughs> the fuck do you mean she's my queen? Like, but they're all just so accepting. They're like, yes, Marnie Piper. If there's anything that I've learned about the denizens of Halloween Town, is that they are they the most go along with yeah, stuff. They're the Rob, most ready to accept anything. Rob, like, give, give me a mask from Spirit Halloween, and I'll agree with anything. It's probably why they get taken over every couple of years because they are the best yes men. Yeah, like, Hell yeah queen. They're like all the villains are like where should we fuck with and they're like Halloween Town? Yeah. Well they'll go along they'll with anything. anything. <laughs> they're the equivalent of give it to Mikey. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. I just thought it was so funny for her to be marched out and they're like your new queen Money Piper and everyone's like yeah. God that's so what? wild. Oh, Jesus. Not one person's like... Sorry, I have questions. Queen like, of what? Is this like, yeah, a, is queen, this like a... Is this like a like, prom queen? Yeah, prom exactly. Queen, or, like a Halloween queen? Yeah, homecoming queen? Like, this is a fucking school. Like, <laughs> you do realize, like... She's is, in college. <laughs> like, like, the crown's nice, but for what? Like, help me understand. Is this like a figurehead situation yeah. and we still have a real local government? Or... Nope, all changed. Uh... After everybody's arrested, we find out Ethan's immortal because reasons. Uh, the sinister sisters are still somehow walking around, and they're still, you know, listen. They're consistent. They keep they they keep on with uh, Dylan's kink, and they try to do magic, and they can't because they have also had their powers taken. Mm. And Scarlet says, "If we can't do magic, then we might as well be ugly." Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god Dylan and mom can't believe that Marnie actually destroyed the amulet and mom's like you know what that you're right that isn't like Marnie it's an it's a precious family heirloom she probably gave it to somebody she really trusts mm-hmm. and then in violating everything that we know about the relationship between Marnie and Dylan Marnie has given Dylan the power to fucking control people because she gifted it to him in his book with definitely not a sinister S on it. And because the magic takes effect every midnight after the spell has been cast and Marnie has gifted the amulet to Dylan via a spell, it's now Dylan's. And that's how we end Return to Halloween Town. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't know. Uh-huh. You know, I, um, I'm sure I don't know. It was interesting. 
What did you rate it? This was... Okay, actually, let me say this. I think if we can look past the recasting, which I think we all agree is pretty inexplicable, right? I, it's, I agree it's inexplicable. It's, um, it's just tough to... It's just tough when you have somebody who's as iconic to a franchise as Kimberly J. Brown. It's hard to look past that. Mm-hmm. But if I force myself to look past it, I think that we had the nostalgia factor of Halloween Town was back. I think we had some of those familiar faces, obviously not the main one. I wish we had more Aggie Cromwell. I wish we didn't get like budget versions of a lot of different stuff. I also don't like that we keep introducing like new rules to the magic, but yeah. all of that is still wrapped up into a nostalgia blast for me. I gave it a 3.3. I well, think it's pretty low. I think it's the worst of the Halloween Town movies. I I don't like that we recycled the plot of every other Halloween Town that we've had, sort of combined in this weird sort of like gel amorphous blob of a plot. Uh, I don't like that we didn't have a lot of Debbie Reynolds, but that's not to say it's it's certainly not the worst movie we've ever ever had. I just like my nostalgia glasses are blinding me, and I wish it was KJB. So I think Sarah Paxton did a good job, as good of a job as she could have, but I just still want KJB. Max, what did you rate it? Uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think that I I just love this world. Uh, And I think I'm frustrated by its inconsistencies, mostly with Marnie, the character. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's not really about Sarah Paxton. I don't think they should have recast this role. But, you know, they they establish in this movie that Marnie is a rule follower Mm -hmm. that would never do magic because she was told not to. And she's too good. This is the same character that snuck onto the bus Mm -hmm. to get to Halloween Town when she was forbidden to do that by her. Mm -hmm. The fuck are you talking about? She's a rule follower. Like, that's not who she is. Nope. That's not the character I know. It's just completely inconsistent with who she is. I think that um, this movie misses a lot, but it's in a world that I enjoy. There are characters that I like in it. Um, and you know, I didn't hate watching it. I think that it benefits heavily from being a Halloween town movie. Um, and it benefits heavily from a lot of other world stuff we've established earlier that if this same film was its own standalone, I would not be rating it what I am, but it is not. And therefore I give it a 4.5. Hmm. Okay. 4.5. Molly. This one's tough because of everything you guys just said. I also really like this universe. In general, I am the kind of person who tends to like a magic universe. I also thought the college setting was very fun. Um, Kind of a a little bit of a twist on Halloween Town. But I found the kind of the charm and the humor of the original to be missing. Um, The closest we get to that, I feel like, is Benny the Cab because he's the same. Um, But... I, I feel like I really enjoyed watching at least the first two, uh, you know, and, and the third one as well. But definitely the first one, you know, it had better jokes, lots of Debbie Reynolds. I feel like this was just like Halloween Town in name only, but not actually Halloween Town. Um, so I'm giving it a 3.8 kind of right in the middle. Like mm-hmm. it's definitely not the worst movie we've ever seen, but this movie honestly could have been called like which university and not been tied to Halloween town. And I don't think I would have noticed. I, yeah, I think I come back to what I said at the very beginning, which is I just wish it wasn't Marnie. Mm-hmm. I wish that this was a Halloween town movie that wasn't about Ma- Marnie. And 
then I wouldn't mind that this character is a goodie, like it yeah. is a rule follower. Sophie could be a rule follower. Sophie could be a rule follower, yeah. but it's you're going against everything you've established in three of the yeah. films. And and I just hate that mom's still mad about the same thing the that she's been mad about it. for four I, movies. I'm never going to get my re- my resolution. We're never going to know why she doesn't look magic. I hated the bit of people finding her over and over again, talking to water. Like the writing wasn't good. It wasn't funny. Like it mm-hmm. just. It was a bummer, and it's honestly getting that because of Benny the Cab and yeah. the, the 30 seconds of Debbie Reynolds we got. Yeah. I'm curious, now that we're done, if you had to rank the four Halloween Town movies. Oh. I think probably the middle is the question. But, like, if you had to rank them top to bottom, how would you rank them? I think I'd go Halloween Town. Yeah, duh. Yeah, it's definitely the best. As the number it's one. the top of all. Like, number one is Halloween Town. Number four for me is Return to Halloween Town. I agree. I, I, I agree the debate is in the middle. I, I kind of, I'm waffling a little bit as I think about it. I I think that I go Halloween Town 2, then Halloween Town 3, just because, or Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge as number two, then Halloween Town High, because I, I liked the callback to Calabar. Mm. I thought that was... I mean, it connected with one and one's still my favorite, right? So, like, that's that's why Halloween Town High is good. I think it has its merit. I think, I mean, good on the DCOM scale, right? Um, I, I, I just, I say, yeah, one, two, three, four for me still. I'm knocking mm. two for uh, the weird face cube guy. Mm-hmm. Mm, face cube. Yeah, I didn't like that. And two. Very gray, very two, small. Two wasn't Halloween Towny because yeah. Halloween Town is colorful and lively and yeah. happy. And two, the whole point is that that's gone. So I'm going one, three, two, four. I am aligned with you, Molly. I think that I like Halloween Town High better than two. I remember feeling that two was so like, whereas Halloween Town felt like it was a town. I remember two feeling like this is a stage. It's a facade. Like, this is a small gray set mm-hmm. that has lost all the character of Halloween Town. And I remember coming out of it being like, oh, we're just rehashing the old villain and we're doing the first movie worse. Um, and so I think probably it coming after the best one hurt it. But I, I really liked the big characters in the high school setting. Mm-hmm. I like, you know what I mean? Like, Mom I being like a that, goblin was terrifying. Yeah. I thought uh, we got a lot of like when Aggie was the teacher. Yeah. You know, like there were some fun moments there. So I think I would go with one, three, two, four. Yeah. Well, I do have a review here from uh, from our pals at IMDb. Now, I will say this one was a hard one to find a review because the majority of the reviews are people either being very angry and lamenting the fact that Kimberly J. Brown is no longer in the film or trying to justify the choice of Sarah Paxton. So it was tough to find a review that was about just the movie and not people raging about an actress. So here's what we have. What they should have done is the title of this review. Can't wait to find out. I think that we are in alignment with this person. I I would say for this movie, they should have had Sarah Paxton play Sophie going to college instead of Marnie. And I think it would have been better. Other than that, it was okay, except for it needed a bit more plot. (laughs) Like, they should have brought some of the old stuff to it, like the talisman from the first film. Witch University was mainly witches and that dwarf guy. There were no monsters except for, like, three, (laughs) as you observed, Max. Max, did you write this? (laughs) Mm, This is me. There was this one scene in the trailer that I did not see in the movie, and it was when Sarah, Marnie, and J. Paul Dillon showed their IDs to this night, and J. Paul was like, I want to go to a real college. Other than that, it was a cool movie. There was this one cool part in this movie when she found out the secret of Halloween Town. 
but you have to watch the movie to find out what it is. Oh, what a good tease. I think Max wrote that. I did. Pimp Dog 1. Yep. Never, never mind. <laughs> that does sound nope. that, that your what name. Is. <laughs> that your name nope. handle would be. Nope. You know what? I'm never. sorry. I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Pimpo Dog 1. <laughs> is nope. that better? Nope. That is. You know what? I'm really, I'm really glad you said that. Um, I didn't. You write it, man. No, you said you did. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> On second thought, I must be remembering incorrectly. Incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of 2006. So okay. it is time for our year in review. Let's go through the films that we saw. Now, the caveat is this is the year that we have High School Musical 1. Yeah. Right? So I think we're, we all might take it write, off the table. Take we're going to take it off the table. obviously the best movie. Obviously the best. So we're going to, I'm going to list the movies, but we cannot say High School Musical as the best film because I think we'd all agree it's to It's definitely us. the best one. High School Musical. Yeah. yeah. Cowbells. Uh-huh. Windy Woo Homecoming Warrior. God. Read It and Weep. The Cheetah Girls 2 and Return to Halloween Town. Whoa, we have some choices yeah. to make. <laughs> yeah, we do. That is a rough that's, year. that's high school musical by a lion's Like that is like not even mm. The only thing to be fair, the only thing that would be hard is if it was like High School Musical and the original Xenon or High School oh, yeah. Musical and like Smart Color of Friendship. Like yeah. there's like very few that could go toe to toe with High School Musical. Yeah. Um, it's none of these. It's not <laughs> yeah. any of these. I. I'm ready. I. I have a. I have a quick answer. Okay. What are you? What's yours? I think my high is cowbells. Okay. Mm. I. I enjoyed it. I. We know. <laughs> you know, we did two weeks back to back here where you and I switched position. Yeah. And um, I think we're going to find we're a gonna, similar yeah, uh, run here. Right here. And I think my least favorite. I know was the is. Cheetah Girls too? Yeah, yeah gotta be. Max, what's your high and low? Yeah, I'm gonna go my high. Windy Woo Homecoming yeah, Warrior. Yeah, not surprising. <laughs> and uh, um, which, by the way, in any other year, no shot is that making the high. It almost made my low. Like, and then I remembered Cheetah Girls too. Yeah, I, and like it is. I would say that if you remove High School Musical, this is one of the weakest years we've. Oh, had. it's rough. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a rough year. Life is rough. In 2006. <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine like, if Life is Rough was not in 05 and it was in 06. Well, this would be the worst by far. Yeah, I mean, every other, like 2005, I remember us sort of debating what would be the high, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, man, this is a bad year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cheetah Girls 2 is definitely the worst. So, Wendy Woo for me, but it's. That's a soft win. Just yeah. Oh, to be for clear. the record, like, I, I liked Cowbells, but it's it's not. Like, I think any other year, you know, it'd be really interesting at some point is to take the ones that we've put tops. Ooh. And like. Oh, yeah. Have to pick out of there. Yeah. And bottom. Maybe we do that after the decade's over. Oh, yeah. Why not? Let's give it a shot. Okay. Okay. So, which would be 2008, by the way, because 98 is when we started, 2008. So, we're almost there. Oh, okay. Okay. Two years. years. Uh, Okay. So, for me, the low is the Cheetah Girls 2. Just no. No close. Uh, My top two rankings were Cowbells and Windy Woo Homecoming Warrior, but Cowbells I ranked higher, so I'm going to give it the best of the year. And again, it's... I gave it a 5.1. It is just like barely above average. So it's... This is... Echoing the sentiment, this has been a... An interesting year in the DCOM lexicon. Yeah. So... 
I'm looking forward to 2007 where we kick off with Jump In. I have no idea what that's about, but I know it has Corbin Blue. There's only four movies in 2007 and only three in 2008, so we're going to boogie. Yeah, we're blazing right now. When does High School Musical 2 come out? 2007. 2007. How many are where am I? Three. Oh, man, I can't and yeah. in the middle of that, you have Jump Just, In, and then you have the Johnny, Johnny Kapala yeah, back the Johnny on board. Tsunami sequel. <laughs> I'm so excited. So for that. that should be pretty good. It's gonna be great. I don't know anything about Jump In. Just yeah, like, no idea. Again, Corbin Blue's in it. No Corbin idea. Corbin Blue. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that has been Return to Halloween Town, and I would like to let you all know that we are going on our Zetus Lapidus hiatus, so we will not be releasing episodes for the next two weeks as we go into Christmas and then the New Year's. So, just as an FYI, we will be dark until then. But thank you so much for hanging out. What a what a nice way to end it. We're ending in, at the end of 2006. When we move into 2024, we will be starting the 2007 yeah, year on the year. That's, That's I mean, hey, good timing. Uh, we, we definitely didn't plan that, but I'm happy it happened that way. It just worked out. Yeah. But until next time, folks. Thank you. So so much for listening please be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast it really does help us out be sure to follow us on all of our socials and if you want to join in the conversation about this or any of our other episodes please join us on discord we would love to have you but until next time everybody we will see you in 2024 everyone but until then have a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year and bye-bye now Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. What if I was recast by a completely different person when we come back for the next season? Oh. We yeah. just pull we, we pull, just a, pull a Halloween town. Yeah. Interesting.